Welcome back to another episode of Ecumenical. My name is Peter Holm, and today we're going to talk about the virtues. Before we get started, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel, help us get out there and spread the word. If you like the video, smash the like button. I appreciate all the interaction to make sure we can go and give you feedback, give you some sort of response, get you better content to answer your questions. Because in that vein, today, this actual episode is a response to ETF 2012. Thank you for putting in your comment because you are looking at prudent decision making. Well, what I'm going to do is as opposed to talking about prudence alone, I'm going to go and talk about virtue as a whole. Because as we go further, we can't be prudent without being virtuous overall. Because if we're not virtuous, then we wouldn't be prudent. So they're all kind of related. So that's what we'll do. We'll go into all that detail. Here we go without further ado. Okay. The virtues are important here because living like a Christian requires virtue. It requires us to be cut off from vice. It requires us to accept all of Christ's grace that he is showering upon us, that we dispose our lives, rightly order them toward the Almighty, toward the divine in all that we do so that our broken parts of our nature, everything that we have put back on after we were baptized, in terms of all the bad stuff we've put back on through our sins, all that corruption, we're now having to go and refine ourselves to polish ourselves, to get the rough edges off, and to basically kill the old man, the old Adam, to become the new one, right? We're trying to get in Christ. Now, as we look at virtues, we must remember that we have to measure ourselves against Jesus Christ. That's what makes us in this religion Catholicism, which is Christianity, that's the core, that is the base, that is the fullness of Christianity, that the only way we can be Catholics, that we can be Christian, is we have to walk in the footsteps of Christ. We measure ourselves against him. Where we fall short, we have to work with him to get the grace and provide our will to remedy those defects. As we grow in Christ, then we can start not only taking and say, hey, I'm going to get more prudent and I'll get smarter about how I make decisions, but I'm also going to become more humble and I'm also going to become more strong to deal with the hardships that are there. I'll be able to be just and merciful in the same vein. I'll end up being loving where I need to be versus being selfish or greedy or whatever else, right? We want to be giving, charitable in all things. So it's going to be all virtues. We round it out. We become the perfect man or woman. That's our objective here. Um, no matter what, the only way we can get to heaven, it's sinless, okay? And I'm going to build on that. But where we're going to look at now specific aspects of our behavior, our virtues, um, all come together. Um, let's use the Baltimore Catechism as the way to kind of break this topic apart smartly for us, okay? So this is lesson 10 where all of this information is covered. Baltimore Catechism, um, number three, is the one that provides it in en enough detail that should help you to kind of get a, a better grasp on the topic and to share it with others. And so let's talk about the virtues. So there are seven virtues, all right? Of those virtues, three of them are theological virtues from God alone. We can't make them ourselves. Uh, we don't will it necessarily as much as he says, yes, you have it because you want to be with me. Here you go. And then there are the cardinal virtues. And the cardinal virtues are the ones that we actually ask for and we build on and we work in our will combined with God's grace. We can make it happen, okay? So theological virtues, faith, 
hope and charity. So if we look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that's where we see them here, all right? Faith is a firm belief in the truth that God has revealed to us. Hope is trusting in God, his mercy, and his justice, that both will be done. And charity is how we love. Now, again, this is not love like I love food. This is love. I'm willing to give of myself everything that I have up to and including my livelihood, my life itself, for the glory of God. And if that means I die for the glory of God so that others may live in God and be virtuous and be saved, then I will do it. That's what charity means. Now, God alone gives these to us. The cardinal virtues, on the other hand, these are the ones that we have to build, we have to commit ourselves to do, and they are something that we want and will take God's grace and build them into what we do, okay? They, they don't just happen. So what are they? What are the four cardinal virtues? Prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Prudence disposes us to making right and timely judgments. This is showing discretion. Justice disposes us to giving everyone, good or bad, what they truly deserve. Fortitude disposes us to carry on despite the difficulties that we face, and temperance disposes us to self-control and balance in all that we do. Now, I wanted to emphasize there with justice, this is one of the things that I think overall, if you look at current culture in terms of where we sit, justice is what is absolutely lacking here. And this goes back to the whole thing on prudence, as I know everyone's asking, hey, what is it to go and make prudent decisions versus rash decisions, to, to calmly think and build out the best way forward? Well, what we've done, unfortunately, in this current culture is we're now so concerned with how people look at us and how they think about us and being accepted and not losing what we have in this world that we are being unjust, exceptionally unjust, most of all to God, because we are not giving the bad people what the bad people deserve. And God, who deserves only obedience and all that he's commanded, we're not giving him that either because all these other people are allowed to, well, whatever they think in their own time, in their own space, I'm good with it. We are taking on that mindset of saying, well, whatever they do in their own time away from me is fine by me. To each their own. Well, we're being unjust towards God. So justice, if you want to say uh, one of the, the key signs of how bad the times are, look at how unjust we are in terms of how we behave. Now, I'm bringing this up because, okay, we have all of these seven virtues. We have lacking behavior in culture, in whether it's among Catholics or outside. Um, in the end, we're not actually doing what God told us to do, which was to live like Christ, to walk in his footsteps, to go and be virtuous. We're not allowed to have vice if we're going to go to heaven. When we accept God's grace and we accept it completely, it casts out all of our flaws and imperfections so that all of our vices and weaknesses go away and then the seven virtues take over because God wants us to have all of them. He expects us to have all of them. And everyone's going to be like, you're listening, like, I can't be perfect. How can I do all the virtues? Well, that's what grace is for. That's what faith is for. That's what committing ourselves, our will, and our actions, our will and our intellect, are the two things we control. We commit both of those towards virtuous living. And we have to live virtuously. And you're like, well, why do I have to have all the virtues? Couldn't I get by with like just six of them? <laughs> Maybe five? Well, let's look at the, the Bible verses that actually talk about that. The Apostle John wrote that nothing defiled or imperfect shall enter through the gates of heaven. This is Apocalypse 21:27. He also wrote that whoever claims to abide in him 
Jesus is God, must walk as Jesus walked. That's 1 John 2.6. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. That's 1 John 3.3. 3. John's telling us we need to actually be perfected. We need to be cleaned of all of our imperfections. All the vices and all the damage we've inflicted on ourselves, that needs to be resolved and remedied so we can be the whole man, the perfect man that God wants us to be. And it's not just John who says it. James also follows us up, telling us that our trials as Christians build up patience and virtue so that we may be perfect and entire, failing in nothing. That's James 1.4. And it's not just those two. Paul also writes, We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. That's Colossians 1.28. And this shows us that only perfection is accepted. Jesus told us to do all that he commanded. That's Matthew 28, 20. And if we fail in even one aspect of his commandments, we fail in all of them. And that's James 2, 10, talking about the law. Those who bear no good fruits of labor are cast into the fire. Now that's Psalms 128, 2, Jeremiah 21, 14, and Matthew 7, 19. Okay? Now, I tell you these things not to sit there and show you how there's an insurmountable challenge ahead of us. Absolutely not. We have the possible, the possibility sits before us so that we can rise to the occasion and become the better men that we need to be for the glory of God. He has given us everything in grace and expects us to use the grace he's given us to do his will, to have faith, to do those good works basically to allow ourselves to be the tools, the mechanisms, the mediums of his grace to get to other people. He expects us to do that and says, I got you. I'm going to support you. Be with me and just do it. Accept it. Become perfected so that you show virtue, so that we don't fall short in any of the areas. Now, are you going to stumble? Yes, we all stumble. I stumble. Our priests stumble. Our, <laughs> our bishops, our pope stumbles. Everybody stumbles, okay? But as long as we humble ourselves before God, seeking amendment of our lives, we can receive forgiveness for our sins and correct our path. That's 1 John 1, 9. God set us all up to succeed, all right? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He knows we're going to run into all these issues. And he's already set the stage with the grace and the support from not only him directly, but also from his saints and his angels who are supporting us. We all have a guardian angel. We have patron saints. We have the Blessed Mother. They're all there to help us because he knows just as, you know, just as the church is trying to teach us, only in virtue can we truly walk in the footsteps of our Lord. And both John and Peter say we must walk in the footsteps of our Lord in order that we may be saved, to do as he commands, to do as he does. You and I can do this. We can be virtuous and we can go through and make sure that we're faithful and that we're hopeful and that we're charitable. So we're doing what needs to be done. We accept those graces God is imparting on us so that we can be virtuous in all that we do. We can be prudent and make the right decisions and be just the way they need to be just and be strong and not get weak and scared because someone's going to go and insult us or whatever. We can be temperate and not go too far into being overzealous or impetuous. All of these things, we balance them all out. And it's just now 
How much do you know about these virtues and how much have you analyzed the things that you do every single day, the, the places you want to go, your objectives, your plan, your life plan, how you want to live and die? Have you thought all this out? When you think out where you're going to go from here, only then can you kind of have a good idea as to what have I fallen short on? When I measure myself against Jesus Christ, what do I know he has that I don't have? And am I actually trying to close that gap? Because God's giving us the tools to close the gap. Because technically, when you take communion, what are you doing? You're combining your nature and God's nature together. And as Peter says, we're sharing the divinity of Jesus Christ, right? Well, in just one reception of Holy Communion, if we're faithful and we're holy, there is enough there where we could perfect every single flaw we have and be completely virtuous. But guess what? You and I did not do that, which is why we're still here, still suffering and still making stupid decisions. So that means we probably need to go and analyze and know more about what we're doing and where we're going and think about how it lines up to Christ's expectations of what we do. He doesn't accept religions that argue with ours or counter anything he said. He doesn't accept heresies. He hates heresies. I'm going to end up focusing on another video here coming up where we're going to talk through some of the comments of the saints and the doctors, popes, all saying God does not like heresy. He does not like apostasy. And the majority of humans are damned because they submitted themselves to the flesh and the weaknesses and the passions and ultimately did not accept the virtue. They forsook all of the virtue that was given their way by saying, nah, Hold my beer, I got this. Well, we can do better than that. We can make good and thoughtful decisions and take good and thoughtful actions as long as we accept the grace of God, we accept the sacraments, we go to Mass as often as we can, and let's learn about our faith, know what these virtues mean, know what the church of old, especially the doctors and the saints uh, the, of old, so the, the fathers, what they said about how we're supposed to live, what we're not supposed to do, what people should never consider doing, and see how much today's theology, if we can call it that, differs or moves away from the theology of the old church that actually was handed to us by Christ and say, hey, what's different now than then to then evaluate, are we matching Jesus Christ, or are we diverging and falling further away from him? We have to determine that, otherwise we cannot make the good decisions necessary to walk closer to God, to be patient as we get hurt, as it's difficult, as it's uncomfortable, and succeed. So my whole point, we got this. There's ways we can be virtuous if we're in Christ. All right, we'll find a way. Um, I would also recommend here The Spiritual Combat, excellent book, by the way, that goes through how you work through all of your different vices one by one to clean it up. It's basically like the Monk's Guide to Better Living. It was a book that Francis de Sales carried on him uh, in his lifetime. If you read that book relatively short, um, it will actually give you a good guide on how to, to manage this issue of all the vices that that are challenging us in our daily lives all right i'll make sure to put a link to that in the description here and i'll also make sure it's on the blog as well so i'm basically you'll be able to go to the blog find all the episodes we've done and look through if there's sources that i'm missing feel free to comment anywhere on those videos and if there's other commentary or other uh, questions you have other books you want me to go over or other topics hit me up in the comments i'll be happy to, to add that onto these episodes. There's so much more we can do. 
I want to make sure that these are helpful for you and make sure that as we build in all of this stuff, you guys, you don't lose hope, but you gain it. All right. And with Christ as our King and our God, him as true North, with the Blessed Mother by his side, they can take our hands and lead us to heaven if we just choose to walk with them and trust their lead. Giving our entire lives over to the divine will, we can do this. We can win, we can succeed, and it will be glorious. It'll be great. All right? And I hope to be there. I hope you're all there. Let's bring everyone else we can, anyone we find, and tell them how awesome this whole situation can be if we just forsake all of the garbage that's here, all of the vice that's here, all of the distractions that are here, and do what God asks. All right? Are you with me? All right? All in. That's, that's the only way this works. But if we are, then with God, with the Blessed Mother, with our guardian angels, we got this. All right? We can do it. So I hope this video is helpful. Again, throw your comments down below. Like the video if it was actually helpful for you. Uh, make sure to, you know, continue learning. Grow stronger and more close to God in your faith through the education that you can get, whether it's videos like this, books, or otherwise. Get everything you can. Suck it up like a sponge and be the Christian you're supposed to be and bring yourself up to the level of Christ. All right? We can do this. All right. Everyone take care of yourselves. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. See you later.